the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4 and you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for tuning in. A little sunshine, the balance of the afternoon. Getting cloudier as the day continues along here and into the evening. Don't be surprised if a shower or two come through. 89 the high, 72 the low this evening. On the cloudy side tomorrow, a few showers and thunder showers likely. Quite a bit cooler. Tomorrow's high just 81 and Sunday looks to be beautiful. Plenty of sunshine, just a few clouds dotting the sky and a high of 80 for Sunday. Phillies resume playing ball tonight. They're home against Atlanta at 7.05. Zach Wheeler on the mound and the Flyers at the Islanders tomorrow at 7 in the evening, game three of their playoff series. It's our famous Friday show. Looking forward to a couple of special guests joining us. I'll let you know about those in a moment, but a couple quick things to remind you of as we're coming down the home stretch of the month of August, which wraps up this coming Monday. We have several things that are happening on our site that you're welcome to tap into and encourage to, including giveaways like the uh, No Such Thing as Can't book. We had Dr. Tyler Sexton on with us on the 26th of June, talking about his story, really, and the book, No Such Thing as Can't, a triumphant story of faith and perseverance. And I can tell you, as a parent of a daughter with special needs, it's a powerful thing to see what can happen. And and my daughter's case is different than than Dr. Sexton's, but uh, he overcame all kinds of things and still really has to, has cerebral palsy. And overcame that, I think it was 12 or 14 surgeries he had as a youth by the time he was a teenager. And um, all the stuff that goes with that, including bullying. And um, he's actually a pediatrician and chairman of the department in the hospital in which he works. He's also become an accomplished uh, uh, scuba diver and all kinds of other stuff that he's the head of these, all these things, you know, and he's a young guy still. And so, uh, and, and part of the beauty of it is he's helping a lot of children who have disabilities of their own. So rather than, uh, you know, all the other things that could have happened and, you know, he tells the story, tells all the hard stuff. Uh, this is a book that we've been giving away and uh, we wrap that up this Monday. So if you want to take a, a, a stab at winning that, it's called No Such Thing as Can't and it's on the contest and surveys page at WFIL.com. Uh, this is just a little clip from our interview that we had back on June 26th. This is Dr. Tyler Sexton. I will tell you this, that all the titles, all the accolades, all the letters behind my name, you know, those are like a tail on a pig. They have nothing to do with the quality. I see myself in every one of these kids, every one of these parents. I see my parents every time I look at them. And I don't have to have all the answers. I just genuinely try to care. And I will say in that respect, strip away the doctor for a minute, take all of them, God loves practice for another 20 years, 30 years. But the thing I'm most proud of is to say that I can truly feel how people are feeling and try to touch them, not just physically, 
but spiritually and emotionally, because that's all that we're trying to look at. So if all was lost, at least I know that God gave me CP so that I could impact somebody just on a regular high five or a hug. You never know what that does for somebody. And so that for sure uh, is is my other piece of, wow, I, I see it. Yeah. And here's one other clip again, Dr. Tyler Sexton. This is simply his take, uh, take on hope. I know that my parents, if you ask them honestly, uh, I, they always supported me, but I don't even think they thought it was possible at some parts of this journey as well. Yeah. You know, it was always, you'll never do this, you'll never do that, you'll never walk, you'll never talk, you'll never scuba dive. I achieved all those things. You know, people say, no, and God says, yes, and we walk hand in hand with those hurdles. And I really realized at that point that I wanted to become a doctor to give hope to patients hmm. instead of always the worst-case scenarios. And I'm not out here saying, and I do it on a day-to-day basis, and so I want to be very clear You can lay out the facts with no hope and give a message of hopelessness. And yet, on the other side is, with just a little bit of hope, you can radically change somebody's world. Mm. And I will tell you, there are pediatricians all across the country, some maybe even listening. You know, we could all stand in front of you in a line, and this is what I learned. I could tell you exactly how to fix a certain illness, exactly how to fix a certain break, or whatever it is. But how you say something, that is what matters. Nobody will look at anything else except how you made them feel. Mm. And for me, I want to be the doctor to say, you know what, I can give you hope. In the midst of your tragedy, I can show you that if God can do this for me, he can do it for you through the miracle of what, what he's given us through medicine and the rest. I still believe in miracles. I know God can do those things. And I've taught people how to reframe their hopes and dreams, right? Learning for me, learning how to wipe myself and not fall off the toilet when I was a kid, that yeah. was a small miracle. Yep. And so day to day, one step at a time, I just took one miracle, one task, one challenge every day. And now I get to do that with my patients, and we get to see miracles, and we get to appreciate where we are and the blessings that God has us in that position. I think that's the biggest issue, too, is we get so focused on, you know, what comes in the future and what is going to be, and yet we didn't dream big enough. I didn't know I was going to become a doctor. My parents definitely didn't. My mother thought I was going to do nothing, and here I sit. So I want to encourage people is. You don't have it planned out. You don't know, but God does. And now being a doctor, I know that fear. I know that pain. I know that uncertainty, and I stand in front of you better for it. And I've seen too much, and I know too much to ever deny what God's done for me. How about that? So that's Dr. Tyler Sexton. You can get the full podcast on our homepage, June 26th, the date for that. Really enjoyed talking with him and reading through his book. Uh, so there you go. That contest ends Monday couple other quick notes just about ending Monday, our Ministry of the Month deal with Let's Talk About Jesus and Wayne Momblow has been on our radio station close to 40 years. You can help yourself to a free download of the booklet Grace Removes Mountains on our homepage. There's also a book we're handing out for that. Folks like Mary and Ben Salem, Donna in Maple Shade, New Jersey, and Susan in Media have all won a book with us this month. We've had different ones from the Let's Talk About Jesus Library. And there's a big grand prize you could win. It features a book called Lessons of Life in the 21st Century from the Solitude of Jesus, plus several CD resources, including Being with God in the Present Moment, the newly released Insights from the 23rd Psalm, and the two-CD set, The Riches of His Grace, which He Lavished Upon Us. And that is, again, courtesy of Let's Talk About Jesus as the Grand Prize. So you can get entered by clicking the Ministry of the Month banner on our homepage. And the other quick thing that uh, comes off the board on Monday is that back-to-school sweepstakes you've been hearing about, where you could win $2,500 in cash for you and $2,500 in cash for your school for back-to-school expenses, whatever that experience is looking like for you this fall. And that's right on our homepage, too. Very easy to find. You can actually even enter every day throughout the weekend and increase your opportunity to win. And there's some bonus entry opportunities, too. So just want to kind of give you a heads up. Life moves quick. Sometimes it's you hear about things you haven't actually acted on. 
There's still time to act on all three. The No Such Thing as Can't book, the Back to School Sweepstakes, and, of course, the Ministry of the Month feature that we were doing this month with Wayne Momblow and Let's Talk About Jesus. All right, so that's uh, all expiring this coming Monday. Still time, whether it's today, tonight, over the weekend. In the meantime, the rest of this hour as things unfold, we're looking forward to having uh, not just one, but two special guests. We're going to have Christy Pierce-Rampone join us. She's a three-time Olympic gold medalist, World Cup champion, and the U.S. women's national soccer team captain. Retired a few years back. She has a book out called Be All In, Raising Kids for Success in Sports and Life. We'll chat with her for a bit. And another special guest you're probably well aware of, Mr. Al Roker, weather anchor, feature anchor of the Today Show, co-host of the third hour of Today. He's an Emmy Award-winning journalist, New York Times best-selling author. He's hosted the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, a bunch of other stuff. And he has uh, a new book as well. It's called You Look So Much Better in Person, True Stories of Absurdity and Success. So both of these books have the word success in the title. We'll hear what each of those guests have to say. We have some gift cards to hand out, a little music to mix in, and we'll cap things off with our Now That's Punny segment with Danny on the back end of the program. All that and more probably along the way happening. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for hanging out today. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL. Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. But that trick never worked. This time for sure. Presto! Well, I'm getting close. And now it's time for another special feature. AM 990. <laughs> the answer. I'm thinking, that's the other station I work with? Oh, my brain's full. Long week. No, it's AM 560. WFIL.com and on the app. It's Petra and God Pleaser. That's a classic and an example of what you'll hear this coming Monday. Moly Oldies Monday on the horizon. We do it the last Monday of every month. And so I invite you, even from now, if you have a song, or perhaps over the weekend a song comes to mind you'd like to hear, feel free to text or uh, email. Show line is 610-500-3683, or you can email me, Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. And moldy oldies can range. Sometimes it's the late 60s, early 70s, through the 70s. Sometimes we focus more in the 80s, sometimes even into the 90s, which at this point are a quarter century old in most cases. So uh, that's a, an open invitation to you as we assemble the show for Monday. It's always a fun time to do that. Uh, I mentioned Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. That's our sister station. And we've had Chris DeGaulle, who hosts the morning show over there, on this program a few times. So maybe it's not totally foreign to you. But it's a conservative news talk station. It's part of our parent company, Salem uh, Media Group's uh, radio station cluster, if you will, in Philadelphia. So feel free to tune into that. As well, and we'll probably have Chris on the program at the time or two heading up into the election, which is coming up and certainly something we should all be praying about. And, uh, and so there you have it. Anyway, um, 
I want to play one more song for you, which could maybe be the kind of thing we play on Monday. And since it's Friday, I want to soup it up a little bit here with uh, the Winans. This is a great song. If I'm not mistaken, it came out in 1990. So it's 30 years ago, but it still stands the test of time. And while this plays, uh, here's the deal. You know we give gift cards out every now and again to Dunkin' and Doritas and Panera and Wawa. They're simple. They're straightforward. Nothing whoop de doo Just $5.60 in keeping with our frequency. And I want to offer one to anybody who texts in during this next song. So you don't have to be, like, drawn out of a hat. You don't have to whatever. Just if you text in to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, anytime in the next song, you will get one and you can pick. So, But what I need from you is your mailing address, including zip, so I can actually send it to you. I don't have to go back and forth. What's your address? What's your zip? What? Just so your name, address, and, and the zip there, and that'll be enough, right? So this is on you now. This is not even trying to call in and get through. This is just text in and you will get one, and I'll do our best to fulfill the kind. If you want to specify, the options are Duncan, Panera, Rita's, and Wawa. One per household, por favor. It's our famous Friday show. We kind of have to do something fun like this. As we play, it's time. One more time, the number 610-500-DOVE. We also have our very special guest, Christy Pierce-Rampone and Al uh, Roker joining us before the program's through as well. But for now, let's make some prize winners. It's AM560 WFIL, Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. It's time. Can I kick it right here? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. How about that? A little thump in your Friday. That's uh, the Winans and it's time. I remember hearing that song for the first time and thinking, all right, I can I can go with this. <laughs> it's 426. We have a brief break. We'll come back and we have Christy Pierce Rampone going to join us. She is a three-time Olympic gold medalist, World Cup champion, and much more. She has a book called Be All In, Raising Kids for Success in Sports and Life. We'll be chatting with her. We also have Al Roker going to join us, weather anchor and feature anchor of the Today Show and a co-host, actually, for the third hour of today. He has a book out with the word success in the title. It's called You Look So Much Better in Person, True Stories of Absurdity and Success. Both those guests coming up here. We also have our fun Now That's Punny segment to cap things off with. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for hanging out today. Thanks for tuning in to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Mr. Blue Sky is the name of the song, and right now it's the complete opposite. It's pouring rain at the station. Very gray sky. I like rainy days. I find them calming. Thunderstorms, a cup of coffee or tea. But listen to this program every now and again, you know that I'm in the middle of the building, and I don't really see any windows. I just happen to be in the hallway Anyhow, Phillies are planning to get a game in tonight. They're home against Atlanta 705. Weather permitting, Zach Wheeler on the mound. Flyers at the Islanders for game three of their playoff series tomorrow, 7 o'clock. 
That series tied a game apiece as the Eastern Conference semifinal. As far as the forecast, the uh, rain kicking in, and that could uh, be the case off and on for the rest of the uh, afternoon and evening. Down to 72 eventually. Tomorrow, kind of nice. Well, I mean, it's going to be cooler at least, around 81 for the high. Still on the cloudy side and kind of rainy and Sunday, staying around that 80-degree mark with plenty of sunshine. So uh, it should be a, a really... Uh, you know, unfold gradually unfolding in a nice direction as far as the, the forecast goes this weekend. Uh, now, let's see. I want to, uh, if you're just tuning in, we have a couple special guests, and we also have our pun segment to cap things off with. And uh, without further ado, let's bring on our first special guest. We have Christy Pierce Rampone. She is a three-time Olympic gold medalist, uh, two-time World Cup champion, U.S. Women's National Soccer Team Captain, retired a few years back. She's a broadcast analyst for Fox Sports and um, has a new book, and it's called Be All In, Raising Kids for Success in Sports and Life. Christy, how are you doing? Good, Tim. How are you? Wonderful. Want to talk about your new book, Be All In, uh, Raising Kids for Success in Sports and Life, which you wrote with uh, sports neuropsychologist Dr. Christine. Is it Keen or Kane? How does she say it? Keen. Keen. Okay. But first, a little shout out, because you are unquestionably the pride of Point Pleasant, New Jersey, which is not very far from here. I know. So, and then you went to school locally as well, uh, right? And then, okay. the, But you went to college on a basketball scholarship, if I'm not mistaken. I did, okay. yeah. Was it, was it that? Little, then, yeah, go ahead. Different path. <laughs> What's that? It's a little different path to you know, making it to the top. Yeah, I wasn't sure if uh, had you had you played soccer like doing two sports in college was that intentional or did you shift over? No, it was intentional. Like I went on a basketball scholarship, but they allowed me to play soccer. So when I signed my letter, I was able to do both, so yeah. they couldn't take it away from me. Okay, yeah, even doing one is is a ton of work. It, if you could just give folks a quick uh, overview where things went to you for you professionally from there, and then um, mm-hmm. then let's get into the book a bit. Okay, yeah. So obviously, you know, my path to the top playing for the U.S. team was a little different. I went to college on a basketball scholarship, and then it was my senior year when I got the call up for the national team, and then I um, had to do a little bit of both where I was playing for the national team and traveling the world as well as finishing up my college basketball season, so there was a lot of um, highs and lows to that process, but um, I couldn't ask for better teammates on both sides of, of playing basketball and soccer. Your list of accomplishments, way too long to run down, um, but a couple of them, including playing in the most Olympic matches more than any U.S. player. And, of course, your, your time, um, I think one of the coolest ones is, is the second most minutes in a U.S. uniform in, in soccer history, which is a, a pretty, I would think you'd be pretty proud of that, to just be able to represent the country that many times for that long. Yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing feat and a process, um, to be honest with you, because, you know, stepping on the field with the, the best players in the world coming off the 96 gold medal, and I joined the team in 97, and I was a forward, training my whole life as a forward, scoring goals, and they converted me to a defender. Not only was it a big transition, like, adapting to playing at the highest level, but also adapting to a new position, but I loved it, and it was a, a big process, and being able to stand on the, the podium and represent my country was pretty amazing and got to, to really connect with a lot of amazing people along the way. Well, you obviously know not just a lot about soccer, but um, all the other things that are needed to be to achieve that level—the training, the competing, what being a teammate's about, the travel, the world competition—and um, so your right. book, right, probably has some pretty good insights. Share what inspired you to write it. Yeah, kind of. When I retired, I kind of just took a deep breath and realized, you know, in the coaching world, the youth coaching world, it was just a 
climate I felt was changing from when I grew up to this pressure, anxiety, ridden culture for these kids. And I just wanted to give back through all my experience of what I went through to get to the highest level and just to you know, make parents aware that everybody's path is unique and not to push their own interests on their children and let them kind of write their own script in sports and, you know, have a great relationship with them, but allow them, you know, to make their own decisions. Yeah. And how did you meet uh, Dr. Keene? So Dr. Keene and I met like five years ago on the, the speaking tour and we all were talking about concussions and sports and I coach her daughter and we just got to start talking about it. And I, I thought it was a good combination with all my experience on the field for coaching for the last 20 years, as well as being a mom. Um, and well, Dr. Keen being um, a sports mom as well, but she has the clinical and the science approach to a lot of the why about performance anxiety and, and the pressures that we are putting on our kids and, you know, how to help because the brain truly doesn't develop until you're 26. So kids do need extra guidance along the way to the sport. Are there a couple of main thoughts or core things that jump right to the foreground for you about what you're most passionate about, uh, about be all in? Yeah, just, you know, trying to send the message to kids to be comfortable with that uncomfortable, that it's reality, that not only in sports, but in life, like it's transferable, that you're going to be put in situations that it doesn't really feel great, but just trying to persevere and get through that. And, you know, whether it's walking up to a new tryout or trying to adjust to a new teammate or maybe not even getting along with a coach or like the, uh, the coach's voice of just trying to communicate through that, rely on the people that support you and they'll help you get through it because, you know, you, some people have to adapt to that, that mental toughness and persevere and push through and it will only help you in the long run um, when sport's over. So you haven't had any after sports. You know, my wife, uh, Tina is from Brazil and her parents live in the Netherlands. Her dad's a pastor. So when the world cup rolls around, we, oh, have, they were, they were huh? <laughs> we have a few teams. We'd start with the U.S., but we have some other options in case, uh, you know, things don't go as well yeah. as we hope. But um, our our two sons played from youth right through high school. And then we have a daughter who's disabled, not able to play quite in the same way. And two girls who currently play. One's 10, the other's 17, about to start her senior year in high school. Um, okay. I, this sounds like a good book for those girls to, to uh, take a look at. <laughs> Uh, so. Yeah, and it's just obviously, you know, during these current times is reminding our daughter just to stay positive and look at it as an opportunity versus a threat. And that's what I keep telling all my athletes, even my own kids. It's like, if you can easily get negative right now, we talk about that inner voice a lot in the book and trying to change it into a positive so they, you know, they can enjoy, like your daughter can enjoy her senior year rather than reflecting back on it not being, you know, the senior year she wanted it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, along those lines, it's interesting. I don't know enough to coach really well, but I've, I've been like a dad coach thing in the younger kids. And uh, and then gradually things get a little more training oriented. Do you have a, a you kind of said a little earlier about how everybody's got maybe a little different path they're going to take. Um, how much of it is reading the kids cue? Like if he really wants to play this a given sport, whether they, you know, and how much you kind of challenge them and just thoughts on when is it fun? Just having fun, having a picnic, if you will, running around with snacks afterwards versus fun by training and fun by, hey, I'm getting better, and that sort of thing. Yeah, just having awareness of, your, of each individual child and what their relationship with sport is, that might not be that you're the same with you and your relationship with sport, just having those those conversations, because, you know, one may want to play at a more competitive, one may want to play less than just for fun, like you said, and I always feel in the end, putting your kid in the best environment to succeed, no matter what level, you'll enjoy it together as a family, because I do feel like you should train 
for fun, then trained to learn, trained to compete, and then you finally trained to win. There's a process through it all so that your kids can develop into learning how to win, just not trying to win at eight, you know, and um, they'll be able to enjoy the whole sport completely in the end. Last quick question for you. In addition to the book, Be All In, do you sometimes, uh, I understand, do you do speaking engagements? Do you travel a bit once in a while and, and address groups? I or? do. Okay. Yes, I do. Is there a best way for folks to find out more about all the different things you do, including the new book? Yeah, they can, you can find it out on uh, blnbook.com, and you definitely can find us, you know, if you want me to come out and speak to your team or interact or even talk about the book um, with parents, um, you definitely can connect through that, and I could... Um, make it work. Wonderful. Christy, it's great to make your acquaintance. Thanks for taking time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Christy Pierce-Rampoom, three-time Olympic gold medalist, U.S. World Cup champion, U.S. women's national soccer team uh, captain, and a lot of other cool things in the book, Be All In, Raising Kids for Success in Sports and Life. Glad to have a chance to chat with her. Pretty cool. Also pretty cool, another person who you probably know, Al Roker, going to join us. And he as well has a book out with the word success in the title. We'll jump into that here in just a bit. Plus our pun segment to cap things off. Now that's punny. In just a few moments, it's all happening here on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 442 on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for hanging out today. Our next special guest in our famous Friday show, <laughs> weather anchor, feature anchor as well of today and co-host of the third hour of the Today Show. He's an Emmy Award winning journalist, a New York Times bestselling author, and has hosted the Macy's Day uh, Thanksgiving Parade, among many other things. And now a new book called You Look So Much Better in Person, True Stories of Absurdity and Success. I'm talking about Al Roker. Mr. Al Roker, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, sir, Tim. Wonderful. Congratulations on the release of You Look So Much Better in Person. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. How long has this been in the making for you? And have you, have you, have you been kicking this idea around for a while? Or, and what led you to write it? Well, to be honest, no, I wasn't. I was. Uh, I just given up, taken part, taken part in a panel at the National Association of Black Journalists, and uh, a young woman came up to me, handed me a card. Her name was Krishan Trotman. She's a uh, an editor for Hachette. And she said, "I just listened to you speak, and I think people would be interested to hear about your journey, career-wise, and, and what they could learn from it. If you'd, would you be interested in talking about writing a book?" And I said, "Well." I'm interested in a free lunch, we you go from there. Uh, and, and we talked about it, and we thought, why not? I'm getting older. I can't remember half of what I've done, so I figured I better write it down now before it all goes. That's funny. That's funny. The book features, among other things, 16 altruisms. Um, give a little insight, if you would, into what they're about and how did the Sweet 16 get picked? Well, uh, you know, I just listed them as chapters, and my editor came up with the idea of calling them altruisms. And and just came up with a bunch of stories, and then looked at what the themes were, uh, and, and then came up with the titles. Uh, like, you know, learn how to cry at work. You know, you better know how to cry. And that, that, that was basically my 
foray into my first job in television when I was a junior in college. And I, you know, we had a news director who would just care people and new one. You know, he was a terrific guy, but he had a temper. And the movie Jaws had just come out. And so we gave him the nickname Jaws. And I thought it would be funny the next time he's yelling at somebody to play the theme from Jaws from the audio booth that was next to his office. <laughs> and so the next time he's yelling at somebody, I start playing, dun, 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 dun. all of a sudden he comes out of his office and he starts yelling, who did this? And I like raise my hand and he starts chewing me a new one. And all of a sudden, I can feel my face is getting hot. And I think, oh no, I'm going to cry. And I start to cry and he's like, no, 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 no. And he, <laughs> he hustles me out into the back parking lot and, and starts consoling me and comforting me. And I'm thinking, I'm the jerk. I'm the one who made fun of him. And he's, he's comforting me. And it got me out of trouble. Yay! <laughs> That's great. You know, another one of the uh, the altruisms, uh, I guess the third one says, keep your day job, live a big life, push your limits, but take it from a weather person slash parade host slash production guy slash master of the cameo appearance slash occasional author. Keep the day job. Covers a lot of ground there. Share about that one if you would. Well, you know, my mentor, uh, Willard Scott, uh, once told me two things that were very important. Uh, one was always be yourself because that's all you've got. They can take everything else from you, but that's the one thing. Uh, and the other thing is always keep your day job. Uh, and what he meant by that was, you know, Willard did, was the king of multitasking. Did different shows and audio and things like, and a radio show. And, but his Today Show gig, that was his bread and butter. And I feel the same way. You know, I, I, I think it's important. You know, listen, there's nothing wrong with having a side hustle. My dad was a bus driver and made sandwiches, uh, you know, in, in the depot on the site. And, I mean, I love... You know, talking to you guys on the radio about my books, producing movies, doing different things. But my main gig, from which all else flows, is the Today Show. Hmm. And so, you know, you've got to know. A lot of people think, oh, I always like these, these actors who are uh, like in an ensemble show. And they think they're the big deal. And then they break away to, to have a solo career. And sometimes it works, but most of the times it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and, and and that's another altruism. You don't have to be the top banana. Right. Uh, you know, I I don't need to be the host of the Today Show. I, I, it's fine to be the weatherman or the co-host of the third hour of today. Uh, you know, a there's a lot of pressure being the top dog, and B, you know, you you still get to do amazing things, meet incredible places, people. And go to fantastic places. So, you know, I, I just think people need to know that. Speak for a second, if you would. I find pivot points very interesting and in how a single person's voice or comments can potentially shape things. And at one point, you had a boss who said that you really weren't cut out to be a weather person, maybe film and a TV critic, but not weather. Talk about that, that piece of thing, how you process that and what you were deciding to do, obviously, many years later, doing the weather. Well, you know, he, you know, he said, I think you're a great talent. I just don't think you're cut out for weather. I'd like you to be like a feature reporter, movie reviewer, that sort of thing. 
And I, I just, I was very ambivalent. He said, no, I tell you, just think about it over the weekend. And, you know, I wrestled around with it and finally decided, you know what, I, I'm, uh, I don't think I've reached my potential yet as a weather person. I, I'm going to tell him no. I don't know what that's going to mean, but I'm going to tell him no. And I was prepared for that and possibly losing my job. And this was pre-cell phones, but I got to work that Monday afternoon, and turns out things hadn't worked out between him and the station, and they mutually decided to part company. And so I, I was prepared to play that hand, but I didn't ask it. So sometimes you got to be prepared to play the hand, but you also need to know when to bluff. Yeah, absolutely. It's a real pleasure making your acquaintance. If I could throw one last quick question for fun, I can't even pronounce it, the ECAS, whatever, the the, the tropical storm. Um, what's it like when you have big storms? Because you've reported on even bigger ones than what we just had this past week for you as a, you know, for your work. What's involved you know, in your job? Well, it, it's one of those things where you've got to balance the excitement of a weather event with the fact that this affects people's homes, their lives, uh, their livelihoods. And, and try to, you know, bring it down to that level that this is about our viewers and and how this could affect their life. So uh, we always keep that in mind. Yeah. Very good. It's a real pleasure talking with you, sir. Thank you so much for taking time today, and congratulations again on you look so much better in person. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Hello, Roker, on our program today. Longtime weather anchor, feature anchor of the Today Show, co-host of the Third Hour, and many other things. The new book, you look so much better in person. True stories of absurdity and success. Quick break. We'll cap off our famous Friday show with our lovely and wonderful and beloved, can I say beloved, program, uh, Capper. Now that's funny. It's on the way in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. All right. It is 454 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Before I get to our pun segment, just wanted to play a clip or two here for you from the Phillies. Was on a Zoom call earlier today with Phillies manager Joe Girardi and uh, outfielder Andrew McCutcheon. And last night, the Phillies, among a number of other teams, did not play baseball. Just with all the things going on in our country, they felt that other things mattered more. And part of what they decided to do was not play ball last night. They do play again tonight, resume things against Atlanta at 7.05. But this is what Andrew McCutcheon had to say today when asked about what it meant for uh, to him as an African-American player and just that the team said to collectively there are bigger things going on than baseball right now that we need to just pause and stop. It was very moving um, for us to come together as, as, as a unit and to be able to uh, reach an agreement on behalf of something that we all believed in. And uh, on top of that, you know, it created opportunity and open windows indoors to be able to have extensive talks about what we're doing, why we're doing it, about what's next, about, you know, just everything that had transpired within the, that 24 to 48 hours throughout sports and specifically baseball. So it, it was, like I said, it was very moving for us to be able to come together, to be able to be unified. That was the whole reasoning of opening day the reasoning of everything that we did collectively throughout baseball uh, for us to know that 
we have each other's back and through whatever it is that means something to someone individually or in a, or throughout a group that, that we have each other's back and we support each other. Andrew McCutcheon of the Phillies, their manager Joe Girardi talking about uh, the Jackie Robinson honoring that Major League Baseball is doing and some other thoughts too. Well, I, I think it's hope it just keeps going in the right direction. I mean, I think of, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to have conversations with Rachel Robinson and uh, what a, what a wonderful lady, but you know, I think of what Jackie had to endure. I mean, to think about you have all the talent in the world and you have to be interviewed to see if you can play, right? I mean, you, you're talking about a superstar and he has to be interviewed to see if he can handle and how he handled it with grace. And probably, I just can't imagine the difficult moments that he went through in his lifetime, but he kept moving forward. And, you know, the significance of today and the conversation he had with Branch Rickey and the march in Washington, um, you know, 57 years ago today, um, I think it's important that we keep moving forward and we have these hard conversations because I want this to be the best place in the world to live. You know, I want it for my kids. I want it for my grandkids. You know, I probably won't see great grandkids, but I want it for them too. I mean, that's, I mean, I think about what my parents did for me, where they gave me every opportunity to succeed and have a better life than they had. And everyone should be afforded that opportunity. And what you do with that opportunity is your decision. But I hope that's what we're able to do as a country. That's Phillies manager Joe Girardi just a little while ago on a Zoom call along with Andrew McCutcheon. Wanted to play that for you as we come down the home stretch of our program. Just enough time, because this is important also, in a lighthearted way. Our pun segment. Danny, how are you? I'm great, Tim. How are you? Good. Fire away. I'm ready. All right. What lights up a soccer stadium? What lights up a soccer stadium? I don't know. A soccer match. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right, go for it. I got another ready for you. All right. Why did the soccer ball quit the team? Why did the soccer ball quit the team? I don't know. It was tired of being kicked around. <laughs> That's good. Fire away. All right. What did Abel say to his brother what when did- he saw Vic? When he saw a big storm approaching from the sea. You tell me. I'm ready. Hurricane. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Give me one more. All right. What's the king's favorite kind of precipitation? I don't know. Hell. What would you do with a brain if you had one? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. 
and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.